I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. I'll see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Yeah, Just be here. Why, why'd it move, I guess? But you know I'm looking. Why'd it move? Bro, let, welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Thursday. Happy Pod Day. Whatever that looks like in your life. We got to get right to it because we got a million things to talk about. I got to talk to my friend. You got to listen to your friend. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet. The number one show out there where you can listen to lies. This is where you come to get the best lies out there that you can put into your earbuds while you ignore the duties that you have at your work and put them off till Thursday. But I digress across me. That's my guy. That's your guy. His name is Wes at his particular job. That's for every young 89 on all the jobs that y'all clock into every day, call the socials, but don't get paid for. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here downstairs. They call him New Daddy. That's Elmer Young uh, and all the other aliases that we like to say to just get warmed up, but we don't believe in any of them. But uh, that's our guy. What's going on, my friend? Whole lot of nothing. While you was going through those intros just now, I think I came to the realization that I am again auditioning to quit my job. So uh, may- maybe this thing will get interesting all over again. You know what I'm saying? And there's really nothing like too deep to divulge in there. I just feel like it's time again. So not to digress too Season. far into that with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is Cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com. You can dip into the cereal shit. Or you can go over to youtube.com slash dipped in butter program where again listen to lies uh we don't expect you to have any expectation when you go over there so if you do you're already going in the wrong direction so <laughs> spin the block wrong. twice like it ain't nowhere to park and try again um you can also catch my guy here most and more importantly each and every um tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the dipped and butter program wherever podcasts are placed my nigga and yours was popping we have so much to get to today. I don't even want to bullshit and start slow. We got to start fast, fast, fast. Because okay. I got a million things right. I want to talk to my nigga about. And I want to get to them all. Like, I don't even want to bullshit for 30 minutes. Okay. And go, Oops, I don't know if we're going to get to the whole list. We're doing the list today, bro. We're getting it all. And if we don't, I'm placing the blame squarely on my shoulders. So <sighs> fuck all the, like, okay. the warm-ups, the layup line. We're getting straight to topics. Are Running you... Gun running gun a waffle house guy like when, when you do your sit down breakfasts breakfast i breakfast <laughs> when you do sit down breakfast with your family would you consider yourself to be a waffle house man do you fuck with the i hops we're from the midwest are you a bob evans man tell me what you prefer for breakfast i <laughs> um, so, um, I guess when I think about the family, like, I guess I'm trying to include a whole bunch of motherfuckers that I don't know if they would go or not, but like, I know some of the like close homies, like we don't have no problem going to the Waffle House. Like the Waffle, Waffle House is definitely high on the list. Who the fuck is calling me on pod day? Now I got to put you on a t-shirt. Hold on. Oh, you don't know what today is. <laughs> 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 respect to all the listeners out respect there that and the that that was the ever so famous uh beat shazam winner you know what i'm saying uh miss jay she, i think stuff. she was calling to put some funds into the show yeah so i'm sure okay. and, 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 and the look on her face said that she had something interesting to tell me so i can't wait to actually get back to that <laughs> you so gotta remember that, to get that'll her be back. exciting but again like i don't i don't think no problem i think waffle house is high on the list of places to go um for, for the breakfast um particularly since we've been out here i haven't seen one but i actually 
actually am a fan of going to Bob Evans for breakfast. Um, I have no problem being down on the farm, having those fresh cracked eggs on my plate. Um, you know, I like to believe that, but I, you know, I have no problem with Bob Evans. Um, IHOP falls very, very low on my list. IHOP you know what? is probably. Can I, can I jump in there real quick while yeah, you yeah, say? Because yeah. I yeah. respect where they fall on your list, regardless to how low. But mm-hmm. I got to be honest, just real quick before we get to the meat of the subject. Pause. Uh, <laughs> I am a sucker for their flavored syrups. Like, I know that's a hook. I know it's a lame ass reason to sit down and eat their <laughs> mediocre cakes because their cakes can't be much closer to mediocre than they are. Like, but when they come with the butter pecan syrup, I ain't gonna lie, bro. They get me. They get me with butter and, pecan syrup. And, and even to that, fam, like, and I, I get it. That's, you know, you're talking about something that is for, but in my in my world, in my in my world of breakfast and, you know, from, from the real niggas I fuck around, like, International House of Pancakes really ain't even known for the pancakes and how they delicious not. they are. Like y'all just got a y'all just got like a wild assortment of pancakes that you can get into your credit. Y'all want to put the stale cereal on top and inside of the pancakes and like that shit just don't register with me. And then like I if I recall correctly because I don't fuck with IHOP so much like IHOP got some big ass whole plate ass pancakes and like I get it that y'all gotta be committed to this pancake thing bro but like calm down two of those is gonna put me in a coma like I'm not gonna be able to like enjoy the rest of the day with my family if we Especially go to if you consider yourself going there after the club like dog I'm still trying to fuck after this like I, that, give me that a part break. too and then if you go to IHOP at 10 a.m. like you run the risk of it being the club at 10 a.m. and seeing everybody and they mama, particularly back at the crib where we come from, like, yo, why is IHOP this jumping so early in the morning? So you 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 are more liable to catch me there probably on the late night versus like the early morning. Mm, I woke up hungover, drunk still. Let me get some breakfast in me. Very, very low on the list. You'll catch me at a um at a fucking um, Cracker Barrel. No, 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 Wait, no. I can't say I don't want to lie on the pod. Cracker oh Barrel got some God. items I fuck with. I don't like, like, like what? Now we got to go the off the hash brown casserole is all right. When's the last yeah, time right. you've been to Cracker Barrel, bro? It's been a long time. I really don't like to go. If I'm keeping it a thou wow, I don't Fam. like to go. But if I find who, myself there, who, I kind of like pout to my table. But then once I order and yeah. the food comes, I'm like, no, bro. No, bro. Nobody wants to eat breakfast on a plantation anymore, fam. And Cracker Barrel <laughs> it is sad, it's still it? a whole plantation in that motherfucker dog. Like, why do it smell like wood in there at all times? Like, food, <laughs> don't, food don't get cooked in here, period? Are you motherfuckers... Yeah, are y'all still are y'all still using pine saw to clean everything in this bitch? Like, I don't understand what's going on. But like, you'll catch oh. me at a you'll, you'll catch me at a um like a one of the low key breakfast spots like a um what's the name I'm thinking of um I know I, over I like easy over easy is a place out here I like um, they got like a scramblers I was about to say you'll catch scramblers. me at a scramblers oh, or um, or a first watch you'll catch me at a first watch. Before I didn't love First me. Watch when I went. You know, First Watch is sort of kind of white people breakfast, but I feel mm-hmm. like if you want to live a little good, you know, lifestyle, then eating First Watch is not a bad choice for you. If you're giving me my choice, my top two selections are Waffle House and Scramblers. I like those two the best. Yeah, but yeah. let me circle back around to why I brought it up. We have to get down to brass tacks. Nobody's talking about it. Y'all waste the internet for all the dumb shit y'all want to argue about, like gender roles and our women being treated right. And y'all not talking about the real shit. So I guess it's up to us again to bring the culture around to notice (laughs) the real shit's happening right under our noses. And nobody ain't talking about it. Me and you both fans of the Waffle House, if we close our eyes right now and I said, Wes, describe to me what the Waffle House sign looks like. You could do it no problem, right? You probably wouldn't even have to close your eyes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's yellow and black block letters. Duh, yep. easy, Duh. right? 
Easy peasy. Real quick, close your eyes. Describe to me the dollar general sign. Dollar general sign. Same thing. I'm going same thing. Why is the dollar general sign and the <laughs> Waffle House sign the same exact sign without the lines in between? I mean, it's the I, same sign. I can only say somewhere down like the deep, dark past of keeping black people away from uh, wealthiness for their families that the same company owns them. And it's like it's a programming thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the same company this owns it. This is why so. I have to talk to you about the important shit, because like, and, first of all, they're block letters, right? Very construction-esque signage that's happening with Waffle House and Dollar fam. General. And what do they both have in common when it comes to construction? When you go into both of those establishments, you're liable to trip over a bucket <laughs> or sit down at a table that's not clean yet. Like, both of those establishments, before you even walk in, you prepare seems, yourself for, like, this ain't going to be ordered. It seems like at a Waffle House and a Dollar General, nothing is ever 100% clean or in working order again. No. Besides, you have to besides opening day. So. Besides opening day. Opening day is the cleanest it's ever been at either one of those establishments. And then something's broken or out of order or just not as clean as it should be from that point forward. Well, I, I, I love Waffle House like the next nigger, right? And I meant that hard on <laughs> Why is it so acceptable for us to order a mug of hot water to, to soak our utensils in before the waffles come out? Isn't that, like isn't we that have just wild? accepted that that's an okay thing to have to do. I mean, at Waffle House, you definitely have to inspect your utensils <laughs> to like deem it necessary if that because sometimes you find a good Waffle House where it's like unscathed. Like the Waffle House that we go to out here is kind of unscathed, fam. Like it's they, in, they a, it's it in a part of town where ain't nobody really living at, and like you literally like. We, it's a 20, 25 minute drive to the Waffle House family. We'd be having to make like this is a three thirty four a.m. decision between me and my wife. Like, oh, you, you have to know. Let's bro. do it. Like, we got to go. Like, this is the only time that we can go, because that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if if the people have found it. They don't go until 11 or 12. And that's never the crowd I've wanted to be a part of at Waffle House. Like, not ever. You're either like a two, three a.m. or. Or you're like an 8, 9 a.m. or But like 10, 11, 12 to really like link up with your family. That's never been like my thing. <laughs> it's not going to work. House. Yeah, not, not, not my thing. But, I, you know, I mean, it's just like, I, I don't know. Because like you say, Waffle House can be egregious sometimes. So sometimes you might got to walk out. I told a story on here one time of how we had to walk out on the Waffle House. Because, you know, old girl, you know, black people, you know, following each other when we running out and asking questions later. You know what I'm saying? She said she sent a nigga to pick up grits off the counter. And, you know, that's just not okay. And if you witness not okay things, it's okay not to be there. Well, and then let, let's second point of why this is concerning and somebody needs to talk about it is Mother Nature will teach you at all times, right? If you're in nature and your car just happens to break down in the Grand Canyon and you're walking back to the gas station or to the fucking visitor center to get help to retrieve your Jeep Cherokee, Nature in school has always taught you that if you see something in nature that's the colors black and yellow, nature's trying to tell you be cautious. Hey, fam. Why was, they chose these colors for both of these establishments should be telling us that. I was going to say there's something like screaming mediocre through that yellow to me. like And like the arches are that yellow. Caution. So like McDonald's is probably a part of the mediocre family at this point. It's slow well, down. Not probably. I know that they are. Like, and, and speaking of grits, like we're talking about establishments we're here at the top, and that's going to get me right into the second thing I wanted to talk to you about. <clears throat> so I need to talk to you about the entirety of my weekend. A lot of things happened that I need to talk to you specifically about, but let's just happen to start here, right? At one point in the weekend, my wife wanted to treat myself and my daughter to a lunch at Papa Do's. You like okay. Papa Do's? Yeah, I we do like Papa Do's. We're a Papa Do's uh, family. And I remember coming up in the late 80s, early 90s to where like 
when we would when we would like get dressed on Saturday, we could always kind of tell, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, we could always kind of tell what day it was going to be by the amount of lotion that my mom would put on us before we left the house. Or if she was like getting out new clothes to put on us mm-hmm. before we left the house, that would already kind of tell me like, okay, she just popped tags on my husky jeans and she put a lot of cocoa butter on my knees. We're going to be gone for a while. We're probably going somewhere nice and I need to like, I want to get my hair combed today. Like this is stuff that I already knew before we even got started. And we would usually, these are the days where we would usually like attend Red Lobster in the early nineties, which back then it was still a really nice prestigious restaurant where you would comb your hair before you. So I like to carry on those traditions. When Cameron gets dressed and she gets the naps plucked out of her hair and she gets a nice bow put on and she wears her nice shoes, she should already know that we're going to sit down and eat today. And we chose to sit down and eat at Papados. This is like an hour and a half away from the closest Papados. So we were out on the town this day. We sit down to have our lunch. We're making our orders. We're having our little light conversation. And I look across from me at another table and there I see people that look like us that I don't often see out here in the Southwest, as you can attest to. They look like us. It's a guy and a lady and they're sitting down to lunch as well. And they have one matching t-shirts that say King and script and queen. When you hear me say that, whatever you're imagining in your mind from the Amazon shopping page is exactly what they have. Now like, I'm not here to talk about and shit on their fun. They might have the, did they have the cards or the chess pieces? They had the the large script letters with the crowns hanging half uh, gotcha, both capital. Gotcha. Yeah, it was those gotcha. black and white ones. And I'm not here to shit on their good time. Maybe they were newlyweds. Who am I to determine their fun? Maybe they want to wear those shirts. It ain't for me to say. Mm-hmm. But what is for me to say is when I look down at the king, and I can't help myself. I always have to look at somebody's drip. I have to evaluate who they are as a person based on what they wear. It was taught to me by my grandmother. Big Mama would be proud. This is just how I behave. <laughs> I look down. He's at Papado's with slides on right now. I am not a fan of slides. I know that's a thing y'all do. Y'all pay over $100 for Yeezy slides. I could never. Mm-hmm. I wear basketball slides out the house, even though none of y'all just came from the gym. And that's not me talking as the gym guy now that's better. I'm better than y'all because I wear shoes with strings in them. That's why I'm better because <laughs> I go to the gym. Because I can tie my shoes. Because I can tie my shoes. And like, this nigga is at Papados with slides on now. That's not the biggest complaint I have. Fam didn't have no socks on with his slides. So he Mm -hmm. had his crusty toes out. Okay. That's not an issue. He could be African. Africans don't particularly wear socks. Certainly not with sandals. But here's the problem I had that I want to talk to you about. He was sitting at the table with his slides, no socks, with his feet ejected from the slide. So his feet were essentially on the carpeted floor. And it got me to thinking like, what happened to nice restaurants or being nice at the restaurant or treating any restaurant at all? Like it was like a black tie affair. Like, are there any restaurants left where you cannot wear jogging pants because of your own volition? Like you're checking yourself without the restaurant, like Turkey leg having to tell you like, Hey, you can't wear that in here. Like, do we even self-check ourselves anymore? I mean, I think it just depends on where people going. And, you know, some people, some some of these things might not be deemed as, like, the shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And particularly if ain't nobody stopping you at the door, fam. Like, what, what do my jogging pants have to do with the money in them that I'm going to spend on the lobster here? That That ultimately is what you care about. Like, and that... 
I think it's the times that we live in where shit has gotten weird like that. And and I I, I believe, yeah, I know I've spoken about that on this podcast before, but I told a story about when I went to, you know, Maryland for the weekend and we tried to go to the one seafood spot out there. And they told me, oh, no, nah, you can't have on no shorts in here. And then as soon as you go outside you and you look up at the bar, you see the white boy in there with the shorts on. And it's like, oh, so like y'all not allowed nigga shorts in the bar <laughs> or like what is we talking so about? So is it FUBU shorts? Yeah. So I, I, I think the lines get a little like scary and I, I think that shit doesn't turn into a thing until like later at night at this point you know what I'm saying so like it, and, and even in like maybe even for Papa Do's like I can see Papa Do's at sunset being like hey fam uh, we only letting arched eyebrows in here not just raw eyebrows you wanna go to the like, car and get some socks for yeah, those slides yeah you wanna go get, get some socks yeah we in. can't really let you in like mm, this is kinda like a no shoes kinda thing like yeah you got the shirt but you don't have the shoes because we need you to cover them things up so like I don't know if everybody's a lot, a lot, man. People is comfy out here in the world nowadays, bro. And again, like when when you realize, like it's it's about the money. They don't care, bro. They really don't care. Like why why I'm why I'm finna argue with you and you about to come in here and buy a hundred dollar plate. See, I don't like it, man. And I get what you're saying because what you're saying absolutely makes sense. Like if you're coming and spending your money, maybe you want to produce an atmosphere where people are comfortable spending their money, and you don't want to turn business away based on some fucking sweatband. Sweatpants, and for all I know, those sweatpants could be iceberg. Like, I don't fucking know what you spent <laughs> on those sweats. But I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm a prude, or I am noticing the older I get, the more, like, curmudgeon I am. Like, I'm getting <laughs> mad at everything at this point. I had some legit reasons to be mad this past weekend that we'll talk about later. But, like, I don't know. Like, when I go out to eat, I do personally, as a patron of the restaurant, want a nice experience, right? Because, okay. I know Papa Do's can't really do nothing about the niggas' crusty feet and him not wearing socks with the slides. I know they can't really necessarily do too much about that. But for me and my dining experience, if you're going to bring me cloth napkins, I don't want to look at nobody's cracked heels while you're bringing me French bread. Like For me personally, like I don't want to see nobody's cracked heels while I'm trying to fucking eat shrimp scampi. So like I have an issue with that, but I don't know what I want Papa to do Papa Do's to do about it. Like I don't see, I don't know what I want from Papa either. I was I was almost I was almost like gonna like back you up with my argument. I was gonna be like, that should almost kind of be the measure. Like, yo, bro, if you bring me like cloth and napkin, we probably should be talking about, but then my in my brain I couldn't remember if Texas Roadhouse brings you cloth napkins or not. They, <laughs> no, they let you throw peanuts not, on the floor. So yeah, I think it's still paper floor, too. But like may, maybe that should be the measure. Like if or may, maybe that's what they got to start doing, and maybe that'll set the set people to the side or set start the throwing bar. my crab shells on the floor. Is well, that not what you're asking hell, me? no, absolutely not. Like maybe they should start. You know, they got to start bringing people to the hand washing shit at the table. Like I feel like that was a thing back in the day at Hibachi. Like if you went for dinner, like they bring you the hot towel shit to like wipe your hands. So like if if I'm going to a place where they bringing me like some shit to wash my hands, I should probably have socks on. And this not could even be prudish too. Socks on because like chicks be having on heels and shit like that. But like your basketball slides in here with the high because they didn't give out hot towels at lunch, fam. But at dinner they gave out hot towels. So like at dinner, don't come in here with your with your joggers on. See, I found myself at nicer restaurants on accident. Like we just decided, like, hey, you want to go here? Like, hell yeah, that sounds delicious. And look down and realize like I had shorts on, like or even like basketball or athletic shorts. And I felt bad myself. Like I didn't even need nobody to pressure me. Like Bro. if I wind up with some N one basketball shorts on at fucking uh, Texas Day Brazil, I'll be feeling like an asshole. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'll be wanting to have my nice shit on. I mean, and I understand. Let me ask you this though. Sure. What What really makes a restaurant nice? 
cloth napkins is the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Cloth, two things, cloth napkins <clears throat> and the lighting. If the lighting is dimmed down 20% or more, now it ain't necessarily just the menu prices because I've been somewhere where the menu prices are up and then the food ain't even as high quality as some of the places that's like three stars. That's what you know I'm what saying. I mean? But if you're going to bring me cloth napkins, the servers have on buttoned up white business shirts and the, the lights are dim. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that this is probably a higher class. And, and the menus, like, are the pa- menus paper? Do the menus have pictures? If the <laughs> menus have pictures, That's you not are it. not at a nice establishment. <laughs> You're not there, but like, what if... These are things I'm just learning. What if, what if you check all of those things off, but like, the food is trash? Then is I think it still it's still a nice, nice restaurant? restaurant. It's still a nice restaurant with bad food. Because the two can be true. No, it's a nice place food. to be at at that point. It's not even a nice restaurant. Like, like well, let me ask you this. Have you been to a restaurant? Well, have you been to a restaurant that you could say in your mind, like, this was a nice place. The food was just whack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what place I could probably actually say it about? What's that? Seasons 52 or Seasons 56, oh, whatever the hell it was. Turn, oh, turn this off, babe. Turn it off. Oh, she loves it so much. <laughs> like, My wife nice, loves it so much. Nice, I like it, too. Nice place to be. Food was mm-hmm. just I. I, the I don't chairs see are really, Here's I don't, another thing. The chairs, the chairs are really nice. The chairs, the chairs are, are good. Very, but, like, in my brain, that then just, like, that moved that restaurant lower than the Cheesecake Factory to me. You know what I'm saying? Because like, because Cheesecake Factory has the exact same ambience, a thick ass menu with no pictures, and the food is good. Too many pages on the menu. Too many pages on the menu, but the food is good at at Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm saying? So like, again, I'm not, I'm not clamoring to get back to seasons 52. I don't even remember the name of it. Was it? Is it 26 seasons? 52? How many seasons is it? You gotta don't don't do that. You gotta write. (laughs) Don't do that. What did you order? What did you order where you were so displeased? I had, what did I have? It was some type of fish. Um, I can't remember, but it was, sea, it was, it was a Chilean sea bass. That's what it was. Seasonal nice. Chilean sea That's bass. Okay. Very uh, unflavorful is what I'll call it. Well, see, the theme over there is like everything is under 600 calories. So you got to be kind of like choosy when you're picking a shit. I've never had anything other than the half chicken. Like, well, I'll always and, just get the half well, chicken. And that's what I'm saying. Like the, sh- the shit that I wanted that they kind of had on the menu, like I kind of looked beforehand. And I was like, oh, yeah, going with this. They didn't have it when we got there. So oh, then you knock slid down a tier when I get there. And it's like, I get it. You don't have it because a lot of people are coming in to get it. So maybe that is the greatest thing on the menu. But like, you don't have it for me. So that ruins my experience and then the thing that I got to replace it wasn't what I was looking for it to be. So like, again, won't catch me checking past Not any running back. Over. Yeah. No, no season past four. Will you get for me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so you know, we had an eventful weekend. Uh, I got through my meal. I tried not to look directly at the like deep crack into the guy's ankle. Hopefully they had, Hopefully they were newlyweds and were celebrating. You don't, and they just don't walk around with those matching shirts. You don't ever. You, you didn't deem that to be a, a necessary situation where you like garçon, garçon, come on over. <laughs> well, and you like, know what? Lean I, in, lean into your shoulder and like whisper to him, like, "Hey, can we uh, can we do something about buddy you put up slides a, over a, here? Can you put up a divider around his feet? <laughs> <laughs> can we get a Chinese partition around our table? I'd like not to look at that." Here's the thing. I might have even said anything slick or been creative had our waiter not been like a 17-year-old, like, 
half a uh, TikTok hip hop kid that dropped $25 of his tip money on the floor when he was coming <laughs> over to greet the He was so out of sorts. He was so new to Papa Do's. Like, he just was not doing a good job. So I yeah. couldn't really get no help from him. Yeah, right. Anyway, so. That's, you got to make him go get his manager. You got to be like, hey, bud, uh, I understand. You You look like you're a little flustered. You look like you're dealing with a lot. But if you could you send your good, manager over here, big I guy. really, really appreciate it. Like, I, I don't know what to do anymore, bro. Like, service <laughs> is just, service is all over the place these days. Uh, speaking of service, so <sighs> life is happening to me at light speed, right? And it sounds like I'm calming down for dramatic effect, but like it really just kind of came over me in real time. <laughs> I got to talk to you about this, man. So my son turned 19 today in real time. He did. Happy birthday to Jay. I saw that. Uh, I saw as y'all are listening to this, that. my son's birthday was yesterday. He turned 19. This past weekend, he moved out. Yeah. I remember you telling me that was coming. Now we're here. Uh, We've been talking about it just like we was talking about him learning how to drive that he was nervous about. And then once he learned it, he just like, you can't keep him off the road. He loves to drive. Um, he was nervous about graduating till he actually graduated. Now he's like taking to working full time. Man, you for 18 years, you provide your kids with all the tools that you can possibly give them all the love you can possibly shower them with. Like, particularly your firstborn. Like, that's your baby. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Jay, we was raising Jay when we was raising us. Like, we was figuring out while we was figuring him out. And, like, to get to this point where we're actually, like, packing up boxes and putting his things in there and putting them in the car. And even though he's just across the street and he moved in with people that's, like, family to us and all of that. Fam, like, seeing my son's room empty... And it finally hitting you for the first time, like, oh, shit, my nigga ain't here. Dog, I was not ready. And it was like, it's funny because I'm coaching him to try to be ready. (laughs) And I'm not ready. I wasn't even thinking about how unready I was until it Mm. actually happened. Because all I'm trying to do is get him ready. Like, bro, this is fine. You can always come home. You got this. This is going to be good for you. Go out there in life and get your experiences. It ain't that big a deal. And I'm telling him, not realizing when he actually goes... I'm a mess. Like, I haven't even talked to my wife about this. I mean, that, I know that, she's had some moments, but I've been keeping my moments very, like, right. internalized. Like, I've been a, an emotional wreck over it. I mean, but it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it sounds like your lineage of emotions is correct, is what is how I'll put it. Um, because you remember being 18 and 19 and leaving the crib. Like, you know, you know what it's like from both sides at this point. So I think you, like, essentially giving him the game, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you did before he left was the right thing to do. And like to realize that afterwards is cool because then you can like, not for nothing and not to be on like no man, tough guy shit, but like you looked how you were supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you being so strong assisted your son and being strong and making that move as well. Like you say, the nigga was nervous to learn how to drive, nervous to learn how to graduate. So hell yeah, this nigga was nervous to move the fuck out. Right. But like right. having that reassurance from his parents, I'm sure helped him because he's had it in those other lines of things. So like when you can start connecting some of those dots, shit is all right. So like I, I think you handled it appropriately. And now you'll know how to, you know what I'm saying? You can you can register all of that emotion, check it in and like know how to move forward with, you know, whatever he got going on. And like you say, the nigga only across the street, like it's a, it's a pseudo move out. It's a, you, you go, but like I can still call you in here to get the remote if I need to nigga, like stop playing with me. Well, this is why you're the best podcaster on this show because like the day he moved out was a Saturday, Mm -hmm. Saturday morning by Saturday afternoon. I had already 
hacked the trash to the point where it was overflowing and started sitting cardboard boxes next to the trash. Mm-hmm. As I've been doing for 12 years because he takes out the trash. Look at you. You got to take back on some jobs. That's why you said. And it took, it took for, <laughs> like, I think Cameron came and told me, like, daddy the trash. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Right. Because That's not going to just walk it. itself out no it's more. Like, on. I have to get that now. Dang, bro. Can we make a deal? Can you just come back and get the trash like once a day? I've been all trash for a long time, bro. <laughs> I ain't did trash or dishes in 12 years, oh, bro. Yeah, so bro. it was you like trying back. to get back you into dishes come, routine. You got to come help your old dad out, buddy. <laughs> bro, it took it only took 12 hours before like me and my wife was standing in the kitchen yelling and screaming like an R&B video in slow motion about like, if the dishes are in the dishwasher, are they clean or are they dirty? Are we y'all taking gonna, them out right after? What are we doing? Like, we got to get a schedule. Yeah, we don't know what have, we're doing. Y'all going to have to have a whole new family meeting now that Jay gone. Like, the, machi- the machine was well oiled. We it's like camera. it's like when your best worker resigns and you're like, how the fuck am I going to replace this nigga, man? This nigga been <laughs> working for the company for so goddamn long. Like, he knew Bro. exactly what to do. I can't retrain nobody on this nigga's job. I feel like the Waffle House, when the number one cook <laughs> record finally gets expunged, and now they can go get a real job because they've been job. out of jail more than Long five enough. years. And now they can go work at a call center. And now I just lost my business. Literally served his time all over again. Like, <laughs> did it twice. You heard me? Like, I, I did my time and then I did it again. So, But it's it's nasty. My son is gone, man. I'm happy for him, but I'm sad inside because, like, you get used to seeing your family. And we were a unit of four, a very tight unit. Right. And it's weird to be back to a unit of three. So he moved his stuff out. Uh, we had to change his old room to what is now, like, office slash guest room for my wife so she can do her work from home in there now which is why my angles are different here what you're looking at me because i had to buy a monitor and stuff like that and i have stories to go with all of this because now that jay's gone our second car went to jay exclusively now like it was already his from the time that he got the license now it's out of the house so when my wife needs to get like to run an errand while i'm at work or something she would just grab his car and run it Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm now he's not here so now we need another car so you know my wife had been all week looking because she knew the day was coming she's online looking for a car etc etc so we went to go look go to the dealership that we did previous business with as niggas like to do if we do business with you once and it's fine we'll come back and do business all we understand is cracks that's how (laughs) we do all business so we set up the she set up the appointment to go talk to the guy she was looking at another chevy cruise which is what we had before, which is what we ended up giving to Jay. I'm just so glad we were in a blessed enough position to be able to give him a car, no payments. You own this. This right. is yours. And it works good. For sure. So we had to go get another car. And she was looking at just another one of those that fit right in our budget. She had already looked at the specs. She was down with it. We went to go look at the car test driving and see if this is what she actually wanted. Of course, while you're there, you got to look at all the other shit that's in the price range, right? Like you don't just go just pick up the first thing that they say you qualify for that fits in your budget. You're like, well, let me drive all the shit that I possibly qualify for and see what happens. Well, she's looking at other cars. Now the decision's getting a little iffy, and we're doing the thing where we're sitting across from the cubicle. We're talking it out. She's asking me what I think. I'm telling her, it's your car. I don't give a fuck what you drive. As long as it fits in the numbers, get whatever makes mm-hmm. you happy. Right. Now, I'm telling the story because we're sitting there and we're doing our family thing. We got it under control. My wife is very good and diligent when it comes to family business paperwork. She got pay stubs for me that she didn't even need. Like, we were good. (laughs) But I'll tell you, while we were sitting there and I was handing my daughter my phone to keep her quiet and I was reading a book while I was handling business, another family comes in. 
to the cubicle next to us, and they're all excited. Now, we were not excited because we've been through this before. We just needed literally a business card. But they were excited, like, hey, new car day. Yay. Like, they were literally, like, doing the new car day song and dance. And, like, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, not even, like, in a condescending way. Like, that's great. I was excited that they were excited. Right. So they sat down, and they started doing, like, the prerequisite stuff. It was like, all right, let me get your ID. Let me get your pay stubs, your proof of residence, this, this, that. And there was a hang-up somewhere. Where it's like, dude started clickety-clacking in the computer, and it was like, oh. Oh. Then you know when they ask that one question after, like, they pause at the computer, and they ask the first question, you already know it's about to go bad. And he goes, have you guys moved residences in the last two or three years? And they were like, no. And he was like, huh. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God. This is not going to be good. So they're like, you know that thing that the dealers do when they like swivel their chair around and then they like scoot their their office chair with their feet to come get closer to you, mm-hmm, but try to like mm-hmm. talk quiet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, so um, there's some discrepancies with your uh, credit that you might like. We can take care of that here. It's an extensive process, but we can do that for you, <laughs> bro." When I tell you this lady packed her kids up in her purse and stormed out of there so fast, damn. And I felt horrible, bro. Like, new, you know that, that like, there's got to be, like, the English language has to have a word for when something is embarrassing and funny, but you don't want to laugh because you're sad. That's it like all of that in one. That's like showing up to Magic Mountain for your birthday party in the room, not ready yet. You don't know if you having a party or not. Like, I thought we was, thought it was going down. What happened? Like, yeah, we got to find, the new, we gotta find new words for stuff. Definitely. Like funny, it's, and it's not cringy's not the word. Like I felt nah. genuinely bad for them, bro. Like you could tell they had wrapped their whole day around. Like they had put on extra lotion because they was going to get a car today. You could tell they really needed a car. And like, fam, I've been there before where you went to the dealership and you thought you was gonna solve that problem. And like my early twenties, like all right, we get a car today. Fuck it, bro. We gonna make this happen. And then you like. They end up telling you some shit like you need a cosigner, dog. <laughs> you like, right. well, I guess not. Yeah, today. fuck your whole day up. You be like, damn, dog. I was on a high, but fuck, I want to call it the, the uh, celebrativity is coming to my to my brain right now. Like you be celebrating, but then like some negative shit happens. So like, celebrativity, we'll work on it. it it's tough, man, because like I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things where buying a car has been a, a thing for such a long time. You would think that the process will be cleaner now. Like it's easier to go get a cell phone with a plan. Like I can go get five cell phones today. Mm-hmm. Too. all with numbers all turned on and we were there for the process of cell phones even being invented i remember how crazy it was to get a cell phone in mm-hmm. the early cell phone days yeah. you had to like have somebody call you after nine o'clock and shit and we've cleaned up the cell phone process so much in fact that like i could do it right here from my house and get the brand new iphone 14 and for sure i'd be in debt but i could have it if i wanted it but a Bro. car like you don't know what they're going to say until you get there. And that, that's crazy to me that we are still there with buying cars. Nah, it is. And that's crazy. Me and my wife was talking about that the other day. I was like, babe, that is crazy how far that we've come that you can, like, you don't even have to go to the store anymore for them to, like, transfer your information from the old phone to the new phone. You can do all of yeah. this shit right at home, no help from anybody, like, and just move on like nothing ever fucking happened. But, like, like uh, fam, it's the same shit that I talked about with fucking having a baby. Like, why are y'all still checking my wife's cervix the same way y'all was checking bitches in 1932? Like, find a new clamp. technology. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we doing? And the same thing with the car process. Like like you say, like, it it should not take 
five, six, seven, eight hours at a dealership in order to like sign paperwork to get it. First of all, why do y'all need 110 signatures from me? Like, there's no way to like wrap all of this shit up into like three to Whoa. five signatures one time real quick. Like, hey, they had my wife initial everything. every page of a uh, entire packet. Like, and if then, I signed like, the front, I would. Why do I, need I would. This yeah, I would <laughs> for sure. I would love to attend um a car dealership's morning meeting. Like, I can only like imagine. The, the rally? <laughs> like yeah, the morning like, rally. I can only imagine the nasty shit that gets said inside of that meeting that they're like, it's just so standard in the industry that they don't care. Like, all right, guys, make sure we're selling all cars for four and a half percent above market rate. Like I can just imagine like some Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street type shit going on. Like, yo, we're not selling anybody any cash cars today. If they come in with cash, send them to finance. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like bro, oh my God. It sounds God. like some bullshit, but I really do feel like that happens. Yeah, like, bro. I, in that meeting, I feel like somebody like even interrupts the manager and goes, oh, and remember, don't sell the black dart out on the lot. I'm still bro. coming to get that on Saturday. Like, bro, I, I watched, don't want to sell it to you, even though yeah. you qualify because somebody else that works there wants. That part. And I watched a video the other day just on some random YouTube shit. This nigga, I guess this is what he do. I didn't like deep dive into his page or none of that shit. But like he he had been he was trying to buy a Corvette and I guess he was like, you know, doing his due diligence, shopping around, trying to get the best price or whatever. Found one, called the people and was like, Yo, I'm looking at this Corvette, like I wanna get it. They gave him a quote like a hundred and three, a hundred and six thousand, something like that, whatever the case may be. He was like, All right, bet, I'm coming down. He gets down there. They'd have marked the car up like another 13, 15 grand. And he like, what the fuck? Like, I just talked what? to you. Like, what, what are we doing? He like, y'all done that all. He like, I don't want none of that shit. Like, I got the cash. Like, you could, you could tell he one of these type of dudes. Like, this is what he does. Like, he probably got a collection of cars somewhere. So, like, this is just no, what he does on a Thursday. Yeah, like, he want, he want to go buy this car. He been looking for this car. He trying to get this car. So, like... You know, he he going back and forth with the salesman dude, and he like, yo, tell bro, like, you know what I'm saying, whatever case may be, and like the manager ended up coming out and telling him, like, yeah, we'll sell we'll sell it to you for that if you finance it. Like, oh bro, my what? God. That's like, a and that's whole a, big thing. Bro, yeah, bro, it, it, it's really terrible. And again, like, I believe I told the story about when we got the truck on here, fam. Like, from the number that we started at, as far as like percentages of interest rates go, to the number that we landed at, bro, it's like why. We spent three hours for what? If we if we made it here to where I told you I could be at, where I was comfortable at, and where I wanted to be at, why did you try to haggle me way? You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like in my brain, again, it go back to my argument about like getting housing and shit, fam. Like if you want to lock me into some shit for thirty motherfucking years, dog, why can't I just get what I want? Why, yeah. why can't I just get what I want? And if I have a five, six, seven year option on a car, like. First, I don't understand any, like, I'd be looking at some of these cars out here. I really don't understand any of these cars besides, like, the Phantoms and shit like that that cost eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars $100,000. Like, Ow. yeah, when the fuck did a Toyota become <laughs> $80,000, fam? Like, excuse the fuck. And again, like, how can everything around us inflate exponentially except wages? Like, this is the craziest <laughs> shit. Wages is the last thing to wages come up. Wages is the last thing to come up for, for the inflation list, and it's wild. It's, it's insane. It's 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 sheer buffoonery that something that you can buy that can cost seventeen thousand plus dollars that you can pay on for ten years, and they treat the purchase of said item like the dude with the basketball rim at the state fair. Like yeah, act, like they they act like they're giving you three shots at the rim for a dusty faded from the sun uh, Charles Barkley jersey hanging up behind where the basketball is smacking. Bro, up against, yeah. And that's and that's something to say to that too, fam. Like even after you get a car or you know, kind of in the process of looking for a house and shit, bro. Like 
It don't feel celebratory. Like it feel it feel it feels like uh what's the word that I'm if if <laughs> for black and bad, it feels like fucking commitment, dog. Like if it <laughs> it feels like they can hey, is you sure? Like, hey, we're gonna get this to you, bro, but you better pay for it. Like, goddamn, like I don't feel the support here. I'm not I'm not feeling like y'all want me to succeed in this. It seems like y'all are giving me the the bad option good luck. Y'all are giving me the good luck. Like, no, 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 no. If you just work with me and we get we come to common terms, like that's the weirdest shit to me that like like it doesn't there's this could turn into a black and white conversation if i wanted it to but like it seems like we always have to deal with like rates and things outside of what we truly are comfortable with because like you run the risk of rolling it this is my thing today you run the risk of rolling that dice you know what i'm saying and being like now nah, let me put my dick on the table and they'd be like all right we'll take you and your dick and go somewhere on down the street yeah. <laughs> and losing your opportunity you in general. Like, no. Jesus Christ. Bro, it's so wild to me that something of such high value, again, you could be talking $15,000 and they got no problem just being like, well, can't do it. Like, no. bro, what other business place can just turn down taking for- We just got done talking about how you can be in your draws at Papa Do's as long as you spend in $200. But we could be talking about twenty thousand, mm-hmm. and Mister Riker can be like, mm, "Not today. I'd rather sell it to the next guy." Yeah, it's what weird, the bro. fuck are we talking about? Yeah, bro, I don't know. The world, the world is a weird place. But I say it all the time. Like I told you, everything that I think is like normal and things that should happen, like don't even exist in the regular world. Like just as an example, like I don't know if I said this on here before, but like when we were, you know, kind of still thinking about it, still when we were thinking about like moving states and shit, and the company that we went through now, like okay, well they got houses out there too, like. We'll just see, like, in our brain, what will be normal is, hey, we've already given you guys the security deposit, A and B and all of that shit, right? Hey, just move it from this address to that address, and we don't have to do any of this in between because y'all got the money already. Like, this is is what y'all say y'all held it for, so that's what it should just be there for. And, like, hey, we don't... And and because this goes back to that, you know, it seems like you get punished for staying with people for a long time, like the whole loyalty thing. Like, yo, I've been renting here for three years. Why is my rent going up like a nigga who just came in on year one? Like, this don't make no sense to me. So, like, where where where's the synergy? Where are we working together at? So, like I say, what we what we would think would be normal, and you can just like transfer all this shit around and do all of that. We say that to them, and they'd be like, Nope, we've never done that no. ever a day in our life. We're no, gonna need another. We could. Yeah, we're gonna need another nine, ten grand before we can uh, do anything on our side. Like yeah. you'd be like, I know why you think like, we could do that. That's crazy that you. It'd be so wild. Like why? Why would you ever even fathom that that's real? And it's like you want to know what? You're right. It's me. I'm crazy. Now the the, the world is a crazy place. Uh, it's crazy in multiple aspects. Let's talk about what you sent me earlier this week, shall we? We got time. We're, we're on yeah. time. We can talk about this. Uh, yeah, we can. This week, <laughs> you sent me uh, from your social, hot from your socials, a post that I found quite interesting. I'm going to read this post okay, word for word here, and then we'll uh, we'll digress and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll flesh this out, shall we? So mm-hmm. Wes's post, as he sent it to me, is- No, not I, my post. Not my no, post. Let's this make not this very, very- a post he received on- <laughs> That's very, thank you, because that's important to, to state. No, he no, didn't no, no, post no. this. It came across his timeline. My biggest fear is when I finally settle down and have a kid, my girl is going to lose the motivation to keep her body together. End quote. And when he when Wes sent this to me, I was like, huh. That's certainly something that we're going to need to go ahead and talk about here on the mm-hmm. podcast. Because first of all, the psychology of anybody posting this says a lot to me anyway. Like just from the beginning that anybody will post this tells me kind of where you are in your life's journey already. Yeah. 
But we can talk about all facets of this. Like, so essentially what, what dude is saying is like, he is concerned that once he settles down, locks into the relationship, starts a family that his girl is just going to just like, all of her body is going to escape out of all of the side <laughs> doors and windows to put it as lightly as I possibly can. And I guess my first question is, is this a real, do you think this is a real fear amongst most common men when it comes to settling down? Or do you think this one particular guy is freaking out? Let's start there. What do you, um, you so think that I, this comes across many people's minds? I'll answer the question. I think it comes across a young man's mind. Um, I feel like this mm-hmm. might've even been something that I might've thought, you know, as a young man, like a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and again, I, I always talk about on here how men have zero clue really about women's bodies and what goes on with women's bodies oh. and that whole shit. So like, I think me at 17 having those thoughts, I don't want to say is like excusable, but like, I think the time frame is correct because in retrospect, it's always, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I can recognize now I ain't no shit. I was really just trying to bust a nut. Like I really had no consequence, you know, no, no clue or no concept of, you know, really just trying to bust a nut. I don't, if some, if some nigga, if I would have had a baby back then, I would have been shocked and appalled, man. It would, <laughs> it would have been some shit to explain. But like, um, I, I feel like that's a young man's thought. But even like looking back on the quote now, and you know, listening to you as you read it, like, so the, the some words in the first sentence kind of bother me. Like my man said, when I finally settled down, like, well, what, what? Is, let's unpack that. Like, what does that yeah, even mean? I think like, that first half is interesting too. Yeah, like, what, what, what does that even well, mean? What is, like, wait, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that even mean? Like, and and again, this is what leads because I hadn't even thought this far into it. Like, I really just saw it. I kind of saw some um, some comments and some responses from women going back and forth on it. And I just sent it off to you, and I was like, I will right, we'll talk about it when we talk about it. So I never we'll even thought get about to it, it until now. Yeah, but like, it, 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 he just gives me young man vibes from this. You know what I'm saying? When I finally oh. settled down, because it sounds like you might be in the prime of your shit right now, and you just having like a, a high moment or a moment of reflection, and you like, damn, like I hope, and, and maybe. You know, again, as a young man, maybe that's your thought of settling down. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Like, when I ever, bitches just stop caring about themselves once you get to the settle down stage. And it's like, bro, who told you that? Like, no, that's not, that's not how that works. Like, and, and, and not for nothing. I always say it on here and everything always comes back around to it. But like, that's a conversation that you need to have with your woman. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if that ultimately is your expectation. Yeah. 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 Beforehand, like, if, if, and, and, and not for nothing because I've known, I've known people, I've known of situations where the the opposites and I, I you fuck it, I'll say it in both ways, but the opposites physique sometimes masked as health is important, you know what I'm saying, to to that person in their relationship. So they, you know, they present it that way, like, hey, we need to work out and you know, we need to eat healthy and we need to do shit like that. So like if 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 that's, you know, a a foundational piece of y'all's relationship, cool. And like, you know what I'm saying? Not not to say that motherfuckers are healthy or whatever the case may be, but like me and my wife have a foundational relationship in food. We love food together. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't want to say, you know, the physique is not the issue, but like, it was so funny. They were talking about this on the radio this morning too, but like healthy is the, you know, is the goal I think at particularly at this point in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, not for nothing. My wife just had her fifth child. You know what I'm saying? That she pushed all out of her vagina like Shit comes Crazy. along with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit comes along with that person. And particularly her fifth child, not to put your, her business out there. Sorry, babe. But like, at 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit <laughs> no, shit don't feat. do shit don't do what it used to do. And then not for nothing. I, I, I hate it. Or I hate it and I love it when I always see the Martin meme that goes across social media where they show Martin from the first bad boys. And they'd be like, people in high school versus him in the last one. <laughs> where you, and it's like... 
We talk about it all on here all the time. Like once you get to like 26, 27, you start thickening out as an adult. Like you don't really. Yeah. Like shit just starts happening different that you really ain't got no control over for real, for real. Like I don't care what nobody say. Like shit just start happening to you. That's, That's when like hereditariness and genes really start kicking your ass once you like get to them parts of your life. But like. To, to each his own, you know, it's different strokes, you know, for, for everybody. But like his his statement has, has a lot of flaws in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And and ultimately, I think it comes down to, you know, whatever y'all base y'all's relationship off of and foundation. But it also screams to me naivety about what happens behind a woman's body. You know, I agree with you. I I particularly find the emphasis, or at least what I pull his emphasis to be in the first part of that sentence as well, when he says, when I decide to settle down. Mm -hmm. To me, it's very cocky to think that you have control over when the settle down happens. Because me and you talk all the time. Now, me and you might be old heads, particularly compared to whoever's speaking this post, right? Like, I think it's very naive to think that you're just in full control of when the settle down happens. Right. Because two things can happen. One, you can meet the person that you are supposed to be with and things naturally take them co- their course and you be blessed and lucky. Or two, you can meet the person you're supposed to be with and fuck it up. And then yep. now you're spending the rest of your life saying win, 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 yep. win, win, win. And then you yep. never settle down because you fucked off. Mm-hmm. You let some bullshit like this keep you away from your blessing and you returned the wrong one to the streets. You yep. see what I'm saying? So it's Ooh. like, you can fuck around and just keep thinking that, like, you keep playing a lot of... Like, I like to use the term, like, my wife's really bad at slots. Sorry, baby. Just are. She'll hit. And she don't know when to stop playing. Now, fortunately, she don't take that same practice to life because she knew when to walk away with the from the machine with me as I did her. I'm not going to say, like, I'm the prize. We both right. knew when to get off the gambling floor when it came to each other. Right. But, like, a lot of people in relationship don't know when to come off the, the, the squiggly carpet and take your ass to your room and take your <laughs> shoes off. You know what I'm saying? Like, this whole when I decide to settle down and have kids, like, dog, the same nigga that posted this or even came up with this meme might have already met the one and fucked off because, well, I'm 22, bro. It's too early to right. that right now. Right. And you might have fucked off. Like, you might have already missed that boat already. And, like, yeah. I know I come on here and talk about women a lot. Because y'all be wrong, but we be <laughs> fucked up too, bro. Like we be doing some fucked up shit. Like this whole shit, the whole sentiment is funny to me because it's like, okay, she might lose the motivation to keep her body together. I think niggas lead the way in this, honestly. Uh, de- honestly. Definitely. And then, honestly, like now, I think we are the captains of let ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we let ourselves go better than women. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I'm, I'm I'm back on being like semantics man and using the words like regardless of whatever size your lady turns into, she could always have the motivation to want to keep her body together. Don't mean she doing nothing about it. Like she yeah. could be motivated as hell. Like, whoo, I keep looking at my IG feed and boy, I just want to get like them and nothing ever comes into fruition. Fam. So like, do you want her to be actively engaged in that? Or do you just want her to always like reassure you that I'm going to put this chicken wing down. So I'm like, I'm going out. I got you. Also, if, if you want to take the stance of it's just so up to you and you being choosy, can we just talk about you choosing the right ones? If we're just going to get right down to it, why don't you choose one that's completely snatched now so when she do push out a couple of kids, she falls right into the like, okay, now she's curvy. Because like, I didn't do this on purpose. Right. I didn't do this on purpose. Right. I got lucky. 
True. But my wife was skinny. She was skinny, skinny, skinny. And I met, I used to mess with her all the time. I can't mess with her now. I used to mess with her all the time when we first started dating. Like my wife didn't really necessarily have all the curves. Mm-hmm. Then when she puts the kids out, right? at least the first one, she started putting on some weight and filling out better. And I tell her all the time, like, I like your body now mm-hmm. way more than I did when you was 18, 19, 20. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just happened to get lucky to have, okay, well, my wife had one of them athletic bodies. So when it was time to settle into the marriage, she settled right into the type of figure that I'm into. So, I mean, <laughs> you could fucking go get you a skinny one <laughs> this is size two. And by the time she give you them three kids, she could be right at the 12 you need her to be at. I mean, it's a thing. Said you could play chess or you could play checkers, fam. The game plan <laughs> yeah. is up to you. I mean, if you got all this control, why don't you just control it that much too, right? Jesus Christ, it sounds terrible, but I get I get the metaphor. I get it completely. I mean, I guess I'm trying to sound nice about it. Like I'm not trying to be nasty about women's bodies, but like fucking again, we do it too. Like we get comfortable. Dog, I just got done being 360 pounds. Like you don't need to talk to me about being comfortable. <laughs> I just mirror. got done. I just got done. I just got finished off 360, bro. Like, I was looking at pictures of myself. <laughs> like, you made it to a goal weight and wanted to reverse. Like, all right, bet. This ain't, yeah, this ain't the, this ain't on the list, but I have to tell you. I saw a picture of me on vacation at 360. And the first thing I could say to my, could think was, at 360 pounds, you don't deserve to be on vacation. <laughs> like, somebody got work needed to, to do. tell me. You got work to do still, damn it. You do not well, deserve to. told me. I'm just trying listen, all of y'all that say y'all love me, y'all should have told me before you get on that plane, dog, you got some work to do. You can't be horse, you can't be riding a horseback at three. Bro like, said. Dog, I was busting out of every seams of my hoodie in every picture I saw. And I was just like, damn, like it's so funny how you can get out of control without knowing it. Like you can just be yeah, completely it happens fast. I, and that that's it the but that's the dumb shit about it. Like you can get out of control fast and it takes forever to get back right. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I think I think that's where you start to lack the motivation at, buddy, because it takes no time to get there and it takes a whole bunch of time to get back, like even a little bit. So like that's that's where the discouraging factor and that comes into play. But like that nigga said PTO denied, bro. Your vacation time is no good. <laughs> yeah, you probably shouldn't be thinking about like what new tacos you're going to eat. You should probably be thinking of like what new memberships you're going to like. Here I go again, right? But I'm just saying like for, for health reasons, because I'm looking at, I got a son that's moving out. Mm-hmm. I got a daughter that's six. I need to be here to watch her grow up. So it's just like, it's funny the things you just, like you said, did not think about or do not think about until it's just put right in front of you. Um, another thing put in front, right in front of us, uh, Viola Davis wants us to go see the woman King. Mm-hmm. listen to Viola Davis and go see the woman King. she um, said if y'all support this like y'all did Black Panther then there shouldn't be no issues here and it's really your misogyny that's keeping you from going to see the woman king and I really think it's fucked up that you don't support black women and you haven't gone to see it yet why the fuck haven't you seen woman king and you saw Black Panther I'm not one, I did not run to the theater to go see Black Panther. I don't even know you if did? I saw Black Panther in theaters. I probably waited for it to hit one of them DSPs or something. Like, Bro, fuck all the... F- Listen here. Let me say this loud and clear. Fuck all the Marvel movies. Fuck all them DC movies. I don't I'm care nothing you. about none of them when they come out. I see them when oh. I see them. And if I don't, I don't. I don't know nothing about these storylines. <laughs> I don't care how Spider-Man tie in to none of this. I heard Tony Stark's is dead. That made me sad, but I don't give a shit neither because oh, Iron Man forever. Like... 
who cares? But like, it made me lose my train of thought going off on him about this shit just now. The woman king. The woman king. Um, I, she tried to throw misogyny um in there. I guess if if that's really what she said, and I feel like why did why did y'all call it the woman king? Why wouldn't it just call it the queen? Or like, I, I maybe I, maybe I'm confused. <laughs> like. It. It missed the whole. It missed the whole like premise of the the new Black Panther that's supposed to be coming out. Like I I know niggas supposedly don't know who the new Black Panther is, but like isn't that what word on the street was at one point in time that the sister was gonna be? Yeah, I heard Chala, about that, but I don't know which would make her the woman king. So are these movies somehow related? And is Viola Davis gonna pop out in the next fucking Avengers? Like what's going on? Like I'm so confused. Okay. And it looks like it looks like a deleted scene from The Lion King. Like I don't want to be disrespectful, but like, what are we talking all, about? First of all, all live action Disney is bad, and <laughs> I know this ain't Disney, but it just makes me think live action Disney. And number two, I love Viola Davis. She murdered everything she did in Fences. I love seeing her cry about Denzel Washington having a baby on her with a girl down the street. She did a great job making me feel that pain in real time. She also uh, was Antoine Fish's mother. She she does great things. She did great. But what I don't need to see Viola Davis is with a sword in her hand and a breastplate going to war. Like, I don't know what this movie is about. I heard it's about like her enslaving people too, which is kind of gross to some people. I don't know. I'm probably never gonna know I'm not seeing this movie just because it don't look good. Not because it has a female black lead. Cause it don't yeah. look good. It just and like, look not, good. Bro. Have you niggas ever heard of Set It Off? It ain't like black women can't lead a movie. Yeah, Set It bro. Off is a classic. And you want to know what? You don't even have to like have all these excuses, bro. Like everything ain't for everybody. It Again, just, this is this is put the woman king in the same bucket with WNBA games. Where y'all bitches at and watching it? Go like, if y'all stop. go see it, it'll do every <laughs> like, number it needs to do. Leave me alone about Listen, this shit. <laughs> don't don't worry about what the fuck we like, going to see. If all y'all me, go see it. It'll do numbers. Let me say this. I love Viola Davis. We just mentioned some of the movies that she was in. I fucking loved How to Get Away with Murder, okay? But let me say, uh, some for some reason, I just can't get the face that she made being Michelle Obama. Like, they played, they they showed, like, the, the, the cover to whatever that series was that she played Michelle Obama in, and, like, I knew she was making an authentic Michelle Obama face, but it don't look right on Viola Davis. And like the fact Are that they chose that. Are you trying to say that Viola Davis ain't attractive enough to play Michelle Obama? Is that I, what you're saying? Not, that is not what I said. I'm I trying said, to push you into something. Yeah, no, her emulating the face is not good on, like everybody don't look good doing the people's eyebrow. I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So that is basically the same correlation. Like you doing the Michelle Obama face, you don't look flattering while you're doing it, just like I don't look great giving the people's eyebrow. I'm gonna try not to go on a tangent. But I've been I've been yelling and screaming this to my wife for weeks now, and I haven't had the opportunity to talk about it here on the show. But let me tell you, this is another segment of Cat Overthinks Everything. Whenever I see people that overdo that eyebrow raise, rock people eyebrow thing, and they overdo it, it doesn't make me think you're attractive. It makes me think that you definitely have self-esteem issues and you need us to see you in a certain way so fucking bad that you're doing this unnatural thing with your face. <laughs> when no human face naturally lifts one eyebrow. Not like, like the, not all hard like, like that. When people do that, like 50 Cent does it a lot. 50 Cent does it a lot. And I don't care how successful 50 Cent Curtis Jackson is. I know y'all love him, especially on the internet. 
But the way 50 Cent behaves and the fact that he has nobody close to him and no close relatives or people in his life that love him or know who he truly is tells me a lot about his character. I really think that 50 Cent alone at night really feels sad, but he will never show us. 50 Cent, I think, is really a sad person. He absolutely locks the bathroom door and cries at night. But like, why why would we ever know that? And like... Uh, again, the, the the people's eyebrow is iconic, right? But it's kind of funny if you go back and watch old clips of him doing it now, because that was kind of like his goodbye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he would be saying all that jabroni shit, and because, you know what I'm saying, and then he'd be like, and if you smell what the rock is cooking, people's eyebrow. Walk like, what? <laughs> well, he's about to leave. He's about to leave. Yeah, like, oh, that's your, that's your sign-off. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing, bro. Like, no... Human face does that that hard naturally. So it's just a very weird thing that you're going way out of your way to push one eyebrow down and push one eyebrow up to convey some sort of message to us that we don't even understand. Let's talk more fake outrage, though. How are we feeling about Haley Bailey playing Black Little Mermaid? Now, again, let's back up a little bit. We already know live-action Disney films stink. Uh, I don't care if it's Beyonce as the Lion Queen or Haley Bailey as Ariel from fucking Little Mermaid. Uh, none of these live-action Disney makes have been a smash. They've all been bad. I have a hard time believing that anybody's actually this mad about Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid being black. I really don't care. I wasn't going to see the shit anyway. I didn't give a fuck if they was putting Aaliyah as a Little Mermaid. I wasn't going to see it. But I guess here's the thing. I kind of like things staying the way they are. Like, I'm not mad at some of the white people that's like, why this one got to be black? Now, I do want more black representation, but I think you said this before in one of our other discussions that was kind of related to this topic. Like, yeah, we want to see more black people on TV, but in original shit. Like, there's other stories that can be told. I don't necessarily want to see an old story wrapped in black skin. So, like... I know that there's a lot of backlash coming from people or maybe even fake backlash coming from people that are anti-black Ariel. And maybe we need to get a black mom on this podcast to explain to us why this is important or why my take on this is wrong. And I'm open to being wrong. I don't care about this. Like, I don't need a black Ariel. I don't need a black mermaid. I don't need this wrapped in black plastic. Y'all could have went and got whatever fucking y'all could have went and got uh, mean Girls Girl, whatever the fuck her name is, and she could have been Arrow just fine. Like, I don't care. Nobody's going to see this anyway. Does this matter? No. And, like, th- that's, like, where probably, like, this thing lands at by the time I'm finished with this. But, like, I definitely wanted to start with, um, I didn't know the white people owned The Little Mermaid. I didn't know that you know they were so attached to Ariel. It seems like as soon as you get, I feel to, like it's to, a white thing. I think Aladdin. Yeah. Well, Aladdin is white. Aladdin, Aladdin's not white. It's Middle no. Eastern, but I've always compart. I always stored it as white in my mind. They call them sand niggers. They can't be white. They don't. They don't trust them. You know what I'm saying? That's but like, something wrong with me. Nah, uh, Aladdin's not. But like again, like these are fictional characters. Who can like that? That that's literally like having a problem with Broadway when Broadway does shit like this, bro. Like. Not who cares, but, like, who fucking cares, like, who's going to see this? And not for nothing, bro. Like, this shit is for kids. Like, again, this this is that shit that goes back to, like, racism and shit like that. It's taught, bro, because why do you have an issue about who plays the fucking character? I really like, don't care about I, Yeah, I, I truly, and, like, I, I don't think that there's a character that I do. Like, 
I hate to be like that, but like I never, I never cared for there to be a black Barbie. Like, fight, go make another black Barbie. Like, make a black Barbie. Like, make a, you know, go get the Annie doll. Like, not for nothing. I know it was a slave doll, but like, get the Annie doll. Get the Cabbage Patch doll. Like, fuck Barbie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, go, go do something else outside of the box. Like, I, 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 again, I do not care. And like, it was so funny to see the white people like changing I, I seen they had mel gibson on the cover of a martin luther king movie and i was i like, kind of fuck with that like i, I think that's it, funny it was when funny. i see shit like this i'll be laughing was, see it was funny but to me like and this is me being deep dude like mel One gibson would never play weird. martin luther king <laughs> not only because i think he would well, and mel, mel gibson is a whole nother character but like because i think he recognizes that's wrong but like halfway on some like racist shit like i ain't playing no nigga in no fucking movie like <laughs> Y'all got me absolutely fucked up. Like, it makes no difference to me. Like, so that that's not real. And again, like, the fact that they're so outraged by it. And again, this shit is for kids, dog. Like, why, that would be like me tripping back in the day that uh, uh, fucking, uh, what, what was my man's name in the goofy movie? The, the, the Tevin Campbell character that, that played to that. That would be like, why is he not white? Or why, why do I feel like he's not white? Or why is Goofy and them not white? Like, bro, who cares? Like, I liked the Goofy movie. Like, I liked the shit that I was watching. I didn't pay no attention to what color that they was. Like, or the, 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 the matter of fact, let me ask you this question since we're on topic. The Simpsons, black or white? They're white people. Okay. Like, the, the black people in Springfield are very clear. Dr. Hibbert is black. Lenny, or Carl from Lenny and Carl at the bar is black. Okay. Dr. Hibbert is black. They, like the the black people in Springfield are very notably black. Like you don't need to guess. The only taking it away from the Simpson, if you're a Doug fan, the better question is was Skeeter black? Because he was purple and he gave mm. black vibes, but they never inherently led you to believe whether Skeeter was black or not. I think Skeeter's parents just smoked weed. And what do you think? Like his skin was just tinted from all the smoke? Uh, hippie you... vibes. Hippie vibes. Okay. You know okay. What I'm saying? So he was a That's white kid going. with a little culture. That's right. He wore dashikis and beads. Yeah, but like the Simpsons, as far as like the main characters and the main family, absolutely those are white people. Absolutely. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're trailer park trash white people. But I mean, as I'm talking through this with you. And that's why I love doing this podcast, particularly with you, because I'm already starting to kind of see where I could be wrong about this, because while I'm saying who cares or I kind of want my little mermaid to stay white because she's always been white, but I ain't really throwing no fit about it because I don't care that much. At the same time, I love the Hamilton musical. And all them white people that are real people in history are played by people of color. And I'm not bothered by that. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that fucking Aaron uh, Burr was played by... Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and he's a black man and fucking Aaron Burr is clearly the first thing from a black man in history right. like and the people that are watching this musical I'm sorry maybe I shouldn't say people the kids coming up watching Hamilton like my daughter loves the musical can sing you every song knows it by heart she will come up probably thinking these historical figures are black and Latino and Middle Eastern and all these things until she gets to school and goes Oh shit! Aaron Burns, Aaron Burr is a white dude. Right. I always thought he was that smooth nigga from the musical. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I could see where that would be a thing. Now that Santa Claus lie is a good lie because it gives people some, you know, like I see people that look like me telling these stories, and it's good for your confidence. Even though in fourth, third, fifth grade, you're probably going to learn like, no, you've been lied to. Ain't none of these niggas in this cool ass musical black, and not for nothing, <laughs> none of them got rhythm. The songs right. you were singing are all a lie. So I, I think there's good in these types of things. 
So it, it might be me showing some favoritism, like being okay with the Hamilton thing and then when I come over here and this little mermaid because shit I don't know what little mermaid could mean to little girls out there in the world we might need to see Haley Bailey underwater so some little eight-year-old girl can have some self-worth in a tough time in middle school right now I don't know you know what I'm saying but I'm just trying to like figure out where the rage is and if it's even real rage because a lot of times on the internet motherfuckers just be yelling to be Y'all just yelling just to be yelling, though. You get yelling from niggas that had no point, like, no intention on ever even seeing the movie. And every time I turn on a live-action movie on Disney Plus for my daughter to watch, as soon as I leave the room, she grabs a remote and turns it right the fuck off anyway. She hates them, too. So it might it might be yelling for nothing. And, like, how did, how, did, how did Halle Bailey get the job over Ariana Grande? Where the fuck's Ariana Grande? Did she turn the shit down? Like... Maybe she doesn't want to be the fucking mermaid. Maybe they chose the next best. I don't fucking know. But it, it just I, needed to be Lindsay Lohan, so nobody could argue because niggas love Lindsay Lohan and whites love Lindsay Lohan. It just needed to be Lindsay Lohan. That's all. That's all. Um, let's see a couple things. Uh, Post Malone broke three of his ribs at a St. Louis concert Damn. right after leaving Columbus. Thank God that didn't happen downtown Columbus because they probably Bro, robbed him. I saw the video of him falling in that goddamn hole. And I the, the first time painful as fuck, didn't bro. It? Like when I first saw it, I was like, damn, what the fuck happened? Like, how was that open and how he didn't know that? And then when I watched it back again, I was like, that nigga had to have broken a rib or two, bro. It was like a circular stage in the middle of the floor, and 70% of the stage was a hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, how you didn't crazy. know 70% of the stage had disappeared? Yeah, like how long had it been open? Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, show, yeah, show definitely so would have been hard. over from that point, fam. Like, I did. I I said he had to have broken a rib, particularly to be laid out like that, because he hit right in his abdomen. I was like, oh, that motherfucker looked like it hurt. Yeah, like I, it always puzzles me. Well, I guess maybe it doesn't puzzle me because accidents happen, right? And then, right. You know, we're, we're in a time where concerts have to kind of be turned up and you have to do, everybody has to outdo the next thing to justify going out on the road and concerts are big business. So I could understand how these things can be dangerous. Just like how when, remember when, uh, was it Slim Jimmy or Sway Lee that broke their leg? I don't know. It's so dangerous out there, but seeing, and I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan, so I really wasn't really checking for this shit. It just happened to come across my news feed. But seeing him break three ribs like that in front of, like, dog, in the winter when I slip and fall outside of my house, <laughs> the first thing you do is look around to see if anybody saw. For sure. 30,000 people saw this nigga break three of his ribs, bro, mid-song. So, like, while motherfuckers was, like, singing, you got, if it's 30,000 people there, there are 60,000 eyeballs on you when this happens. Man. There's no rolling over and playing it off like you didn't hurt yourself. Oh, no, and I don't gotta, know, maybe my sick mind, only my sick mind would think about being embarrassed when you just crack three of your lip, ribs loud as fuck. Like you could probably hear it over the music, but that shit uh, looked terrible. And all I could think was, how embarrassing for that to happen? Middle of the stage, like, let me fall backstage, dog. Nah, don't let me fall I and mean, cry in front of all of my adoring fans. Definitely let me fall backstage. Like, don't let me look like a dickhead in front of all my fans. But, like, if I fall in front of my fans, bro, I think I'm taking it all the way to 10, like... Oh bring, yeah! Bring the ambulance. Bring the gurney. I'm actually talking to my fans on the way out, y'all. I'm sorry. Like, keep me mic'd up. You know, what I'm saying even if I ain't hurt, even if I can get up and walk out, like we got to make this dramatic as fuck until we get backstage and nobody can see me. Cause Dog, no not for nothing. If I crack three of my ribs like Post Malone, I want security to roll me on my back, and I want them to take like the 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 emergency medical unit scissors and cut my shirt yeah. off of my chest. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want them to cut my shirt open, even though there's nothing they, like they can't perform surgery on me, right? Or anything, here. yeah. But I want them to cut my shirt open, so just so the audience knows this is real. And then I want them to turn my lapel microphone back on, and I want to sing White Iverson as they like wheel me See out. What I'm saying you got to be stretcher. dramatic. I want to be but White I, Iverson no, all the way to the ambulance. I got to give them one more song. Play that shit. Like, dog, imagine how hard that footage would be, like, while you're trying to control your breathing, because your ribs are cracked, so every breath right. hurts. For sure. So I'm trying to, like, control my breathing while I'm trying to eke out White Iverson, White Iverson. as they gurney me to the emergency unit. Like, that's that would why, be kind of hard. That's why, that's why rock stars don't exist anymore. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. You can't convince me Kurt Cobain wouldn't have done it. I feel like Future would do it. Definitely. I feel like Future would do it. Definitely. I feel like Future would give us that last squeeze of entertainment. Um... Yeah, if we are running low on rock stars, I'm gonna tell you who is a rock star. Now I know I've been championing this guy for a very long time. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know I ride this guy pretty hard on this show. If anybody's going to like have to like have my back on how much I champion this nigga, it gotta be you because you gave him to me. You're I, responsible I, for this. I don't know how to feel about this one, though. You're responsible for my fanhood, bro. Why did he do this? I'm with him. Let's talk about it. So, this news just broke today. Tory Lanez was somewhere. <laughs> I don't even know where he was. Backstage of something. And he happened to cross paths with August Alcina of Jada Pinkett fame. Before the smack, it was the smack of August Alcina living in their house and smacking Will Smith's wife's buns, and then telling us all about it when nobody asked. <laughs> Tory Lane saw Agassiz Cena backstage, and I think, from what I saw in the footage, it seemed like he just tried to give him a passing dap or something. And Agassiz Cena tried to play my nigga Tory to the left, and Tory wasn't the biggest fan of how he tried to play him. I think something... You know what I like about this? I like when niggas get shit fucked up, and they get corrected in real. Like, don't think because I've been blackballed from the industry and you've seen a couple of other niggas try to play me because it's popular to play me because some shit Meg the Stallion said, but you not going to try to play me like, like I'm not standing right here in your face. And I, now I'm not a proponent of niggas beating up August Alcina, but then not beating up Travis Scott because he beat both them niggas. <laughs> I like Tory Lanez because he'll shoot the fade with anybody. Like, he was going to fight Royce the 5'9 until Detroit corrected him. But I like Tory because he'll fight anybody. I fuck with this just because Tory will fight anybody. And I don't really need the reason to be concrete why he wanted to fight. Just the fact that Tory is willing to shoot the fair one with anybody at any time. Rockstar shit. Let, let me ask you how you greet niggas you don't fuck with. No pound. So what's the problem? So are we saying like August Alcina was not supposed to say nothing to him if he don't fuck with him? If I don't fuck with you, I don't care if you know it beforehand or not. Like what am I, I agree I'm supposed to you. pound you up and tell you I don't fuck with you? Because that's yeah, no, that's the that's the backstory that I got from it. Like what I saw from August Alcina, he said, you know, I guess when the other situation was going on, Tori had some shit to say about a situation. And you know, of course niggas like to throw the sauce on there that I was a fan of yours before then. And after that, I ain't really I ain't really fuck with you. So we you know, this is their first time ever meeting. So when you try to dap okay. me up, like nigga, I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to be Hollywood. I don't have to play rapper games, bro. Like I don't, I don't have to dap you up. So I respected the fact that August Alcina didn't even act like he didn't see the nigga. He looked dead at the nigga and looked him up and down. 
I'm not fucking with you. And kept it pushing, bro. Like, didn't didn't be disrespectful. Didn't stop and be like, nah, fuck that. Like, n- I'm just about to keep it walking. So, the to, to me, it's more ego than anything for Tori to, like, you got your ego hurt, dog, because you think sure. you're Tory, and you think this nigga is supposed to stop and bow to you, and this nigga did not, bro. You should have moved on about your business and just let that be that. You know what I'm saying? But then, because from the video that I saw, so like, you let that be that, y'all moved on, and then however long it was later, here you come bring your ass back down towards the direction where he was at. Now you I'm look like you're mad. It. I'm back now liking you, it. Now you, I'm not, bro. That's not that's not G, bro. This is not gangster. This is, this is not my homie. This is not somebody who I would want to hang. If I was with Tori and I seen this nigga like scooting his Double boots back. towards the door to go back towards August Alcina. I'm stopping. Dog, you missed out Come back the in I, here. The I love it, nigga. You about to go hit the I love it, nigga, for real, for real? Like... Is it like what? Why did it? Why did it hurt you that bad that this nigga did? But was it because there's people around? Like, cause people saw? Like, what? You got to start getting yeah, to the psychology saw. of what people it really saw. was, bro. Because y'all are not y'all were not friends. So like for him, not you know what I'm telling. What what's your basis of coming? Do what all the rappers do, bro. Get on the internet, talk, pop that shit, bro. Like, see if he want to come <laughs> back and you see if he want to circle the block. If not, let it like. That would I guess that would have been my stance if I really felt some type of way about it. I'd be like, y'all, I just seen this nigga August Alcina. He ain't dapped me up. He kept it walking. Like, fuck you, nigga. Like that would have been me. Y'all like to move it, on bro. about I'm it. Like on, to I'm go to go. Cause cause what how how do you approach the nigga when you could hey dog, why you ain't shake my hand? <laughs> like, nah, you just don't say nothing. Well, I agree with you on like his pride and his ego was hurt, right? And that's that's, that's almost never an excusable reason to like to shoot the one with a nigga. But if we are shooting the one, we just shooting the one. Here's my thing, right? I agree with you on what you said about like, if you don't fuck with a nigga, don't pretend you fuck with him. Just keep it pushing. But as the keep it pushing nigga, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I'll throw it out there and let you tell me. If you're, if you're the August Alcina, I'm going to keep it pushing because I don't fuck with this nigga. If I'm going to keep it pushing and look you in your face and keep it pushing and not dap in and not do the Hollywood fake shit, then you really should be on guard and know, like, I've just displayed that I have no desire to fuck with this nigga, and I've showed this nigga I have no desire. So you're kind of leaving it to him to take it how he want. Like, that is the nonverbal way of saying to a nigga, take it how you want. Bro, this I feel sounds, like Tori just took it how he wanted. Bro, this sounds crazy as hell, dog. If a if, We're fighting over if a nigga, yeah, if a nigga <laughs> listened to 156 episodes of this podcast and we just said some wild shit that he just maybe he just so entrapped, entranced in the show he can't stop listening every week, but he hates the fuck. But he out hates of our us, takes. Dog. Yeah, There's somebody listening and, that hates and this nigga signs up for the meet and greet and he wants to get his shit signed because he fuck with the show, but he like, nah, I ain't dapping y'all niggas, y'all don't fuck with me. You mean to tell me you gonna get up from the the, the dipped and butter step and repeat the table from all the all the all the listeners to go outside and check this nigga because he ain't well, that depends you up? how that depends how many people saw it. Nah, bro. Nah, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting <laughs> Are you, you gonna stop me from climbing the table, bro? He will just be the cover of episode 157. He would so, never. Wait, are you telling me you gonna stop never, me bro. from coming around the table and signing our t-shirts? Because what are you gonna say to him? But what if my wife saw this nigga play me, bro? Like, I cannot let her see this nigga intentionally look me up and down and, like, show me, like, bro, take it how you want. I don't fuck bro, with don't, you. Bro, ain't like, your wife... Just, I don't fuck with you. He ain't just, your wife, I don't fuck with you right, my friend. Ain't your wife familiar with you being on safety and security? Is there any threat to the perimeter going on right now? You gonna look, you gonna look like the aggressor, bro. And in our line Every of work, we're not the aggressors. Every eight years, Wes. Every eight years, it's a rule. Every eight years, somehow you got to show your wife that you can still throw them shits, bro. Like every eight you don't, years, no, you and don't I'm get past this. due. 
I'm you don't, past due to show my Okay, let me not say that you don't get to be the aggressor. You don't get to be the starter. Like, somebody could start with you and it could be minor. Sure. You're allowed to take it to 100 from that point of sure. to every eight years. I agree with that if you need to, but like, if an. If, I'm taking if, that if, as an own guard. If, if we are Tory and we in the hallway, let's say we try to give the nigga the double mint twin dap, bro, and he walk right between both of us and like, Bump shoulders with nah, I can't say that. If he bumps shoulders with us, then he's gonna get his ass kicked. I, ain't gonna lie to you. I can't, I can't, I cannot tell a lie on this podcast. But like, but if he walks see, between now, us see, now you, just like see, makes now himself, you, what if he just makes ah. himself small? What but if he just turns sideways, makes himself small, doesn't touch us? But see, now you got me. Walks see, now, but see, now, all right, let's fuck it. Let me not be a podcast, let me be a real nigga because I ain't gonna lie to you. The look up and down was the disrespect part. The look up and down is the the <laughs> look up and down you. is the take it how you want. Yeah, because like he could have pretended he didn't see Tory, and I don't think it would have escalated. Honestly, <sighs> I, mean, I know I'm a Tory fan. I think, at prom is dangerously underrated. Yeah, I think there's a and all of that, but the I think look a, up and down is the that's the point of no return. For I think me. I think there's a way to um in that's in that scenario. I think there's a way to clearly let him know that you see him, but you're not fucking with him without the look up and down. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you have to ignore him or try to act like you didn't see him. I think you can still just shit, stay on your square, keep your, you know what I'm saying? If you're talking to us, if you whatever you're doing, you can just do that. You don't gotta entertain that shit. But the look up and down is where, you know, I think that's what stuck with Tori, maybe in a couple of minutes, like, yo, why this nigga, this nigga ain't dat me up and this nigga look me up and down. And like I'm like, I down, am a little nigga. Made him double back. I am I am a little nigga, but I ain't no little nigga, dog, and you're not about to play me like that. So what I wish that we saw was how he did approach him. I wonder if there was a conversation that happened. Before he started Because I would assume, I would assume yes, and I would love to know how that conversation went. Because if you, I would have assumed if a conversation happened, some, I would assume something disrespectful had to happen. Now, I do give August Alcina the credit that I don't think he said anything disrespectful. In all the instances that we've seen August Alcina, I've given him the credit for like being very, Please Blunt. don't say discreet. I don't okay, want to say no, 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 no. Blunt, but like very, okay. very direct with the things that he's okay. saying. Like he's not making you guess as to what the fuck he's saying. You know what I'm, I'm saying? He's not really leaving a whole lot of room for like you to interpret what the fuck happened. So like, I feel like if you approached him and you asked him a question, he might have told you exactly what was on his brain. Maybe you didn't like the answer and you swung on him, but <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't mean to do that on the pod. But it's first time for everything. 156 hey, episodes, sneeze right into the fucking mic. But like. Maybe, you know, maybe the answer was, was, uh, you know, very, uh, reactionary for Tory. Maybe, you know, it was a reflex for Tory. A nigga said something and he just, you know, swung up on a nigga one time and, you know, look at from the, it looks like he got a good hit off if Tory indeed was the one to do it. But also let's not like, let's not ignore the fact that Tory is still in like legal trouble. This is probably not a good look for you, bro. Let, let me put myself in August Alcina's shoes and tell you how I would have handled it. I'm coming up the back of the Amway Arena and I'm making my way to my wherever the fuck I'm going and I see Tory Lanez coming. I know for a fact it's Tory Lanez because he's five foot two. He's got on a weird hat and a bunch of chunky jewelry and there's two really big niggas walking behind him. At first when I saw him, I thought it looked like Tory, but I took five more steps and it's definitely Tory. And I definitely don't fuck with this nigga. And I can tell by the bop in his walk, he's about to try to speak. Mm-hmm. The way I handle it, if, I, if I'm August Alcina, is I make sure that we're walking at a pace to where I don't have to stop. And I give him one of those, like, you turn your head to, like, talk to somebody just as y'all are passing each other. And you just give him a, what's up, Tori? You know what I'm saying? Like a little mumble stuff, but you, your head is not turned to him. You're looking away from him. 
You're saying, oh, sorry. You know what I'm saying? You give a little, like, I acknowledge that I saw you, but I don't have time to talk to you. Now, that's if you're trying to avoid confrontation, but you don't fuck with a nigga and you don't want to stop and have a conversation with him because you don't fuck with him. What you do when you want an altercation with a nigga is you stop, you look him up and down all five and a half feet or five feet, two inches, and then you go, I don't fuck with you. And then walk, because now you trying a nigga's car. Like, I am trying your hand if I stop and make it a point to tell you I don't fuck with you and I look you up and down. I'm daring you to do something. I ain't. I guess, I guess I'm just going to interpret it two different ways. Like if I'm Tory and I extend my I extend my hand to a nigga and he don't shake it, I'm going to assume like, all right, you got a problem with me. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? See? Like, is the, you can look at it that way. I mean, not really. There's really only one way to look at it. You either got a problem with me and you're going to do something about it or you're not. And now, moving forward, I know the type of energy that I need to have when I see you. And it don't necessarily got to be aggressive, but like, just know that my hand won't be extended to you no more. And I hope we're never in the same circle of people because we got to address this. Like, if we ever end up in the same circle again where it's like words being thrown or something, like, nah, fam, you got to address that shit. We, and I might got to see you at that point. But like, the, the first out, the nigga ain't say nothing to me, you look me up and down, like... I'm not coming back to chase after you after that, dog. Like, you just going to have to see me again. And I'm going to make sure you see me again. Like, I'm going to have to walk in somewhere. Somebody going to have to be like, August, I'll see you in the party. And I'm going to be like, we going to his section. Like, we do, <laughs> like that's the type of energy that we on from that point. Because, oh, you got to, pro- I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make you have the problem. I'm going to be ready next. I'm going to show you the problem that you like, you, it could have, and, and again, I guess in the industry that they play in, like for me, it would have been cool for him to stop. Pound, you know what I'm saying? Because coronavirus and shit, you know what I'm saying? You don't got to shake a nigga hand, but like pound him up. And you could have like said your piece. Like, hey, fam, I ain't appreciate the shit. So like peace peace and blessings. Have a good evening. You know what I'm saying? But this is it. Like, and and you can move around if you want to play the Hollywood game. But like the the look up and down was pretty disrespectful. But like with with Tory being in the position that he is, you probably shouldn't be like chasing after niggas right now, bro. Nah, that's probably, I agree with you on that. It's not a good look. We got to be careful because I mean, shit, you got to think. Male, the, the fragile male ego could really be a thing. And we sit here and demonstrate it with all our examples all the time. And not for nothing, Young Thug had Lil Wayne's tour bus shot up because of a missed opportunity for a dap. So never underestimate what not dapping a nigga will do. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, just look up why Young Thug and Lil Wayne have an ongoing serious beef. This ain't about rap. This is about shooting at each other and wanting each other dead out here. So, like, and all that started off with a nigga refusing to shake somebody's hand. And it grew from there. So, like, you got to be careful with that. I think I think that particular beef is over at this point. But, like, good point. I'll give you that one for sure. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end on the one good point I've got out of 150 episodes. You can catch my content on catandcrunch.com uh, where those lies are hell. Our YouTube is Dipped in Butter program where those lies are hell. And the best lies are right here where the podcast released each and every Tuesday. Please make sure that you tell somebody that you care about that they're missing out on either the best jokes or the worst jokes that you hear in a week. Up to your perspective. That's a pretty accurate statement. Uh, if you've listened to 456 episodes, you know that to be very, very true. Um, it's your boy, West No T, and all the other shit that you know me for. Um, I did last week. I won't be doing it again for a little while. Um, so I hope you all do enjoy that until you get it again. Uh, just fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And we are going to solve the problem of Dollar General and Waffle House signage. Somebody fix it. Write your uh, congressman. Get them on the phone. Call their customer service line. Let's get this figured out, black people. We cannot continue to let this 
warning happen right in front of our face without doing anything about it. We're leaving ourselves susceptible, susceptible to some susceptible. horrible shit happening. Susceptible, yeah. We're almost at the end. We're all yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you already know rule number one: tell a friend to tell a friend. Not only about the podcast, but that if you go into any of these yellow signed establishments, uh, just give them the people's eyebrow and walk out. Uh, so rule number two: mind your business. Yes, sir. We'll catch you next week. Biatch. That's what they say in the 90s. Rap. You have officially been dipped.